welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we finish up our month of November, talking all about scarecrows and cornfields. Up next, if you like farmers who are, or apparently uh, make Amish people look like swingers, if you like three country girls hanging out, or three city girls hanging out in the country, and if you like some old guy talking about his favorite band ever, Incubus, this is the review for you. Because the Retro Blood is talking all about Deadly Blessings. Yeah. I bet you didn't know that, did you? I bet you didn't know that your boy Isaiah over there loved Incubus, like the band. Uh, yeah, no, I, I did not. I did not realize that when I was watching it, and I have to watch the movie again. When I was watching it, I did not realize this whole thing was yeah. about... A mediocre new metal band from the 2000s. Yeah, exactly. See, see, what it was was he had um, he, he could see the future, so he knew for a short period of time that Incubus band people would actually care about him. So he was just trying to warn yeah. everybody in the town about him. So that, that's why that's happened. So, man, like that repaints him completely in my eyes because through this yeah. whole movie, I thought he was the bad guy, but you know, yeah. maybe he's he's like the hero of the story, trying to warn people about this. Uh, you know, this uh, poor to Midland uh, new metal band, you know, <laughs> exactly. not the Deftones. And, but also, too, if you guys like swerves, we got them here because Deadly Blessings definitely had this, this is like a try, this is like a, a trifecta. They had three swerves <laughs> in this fucking movie. I was like, holy shit. And I kind of like them too. I kind of like like the, the swerves they did in this movie. So we'll talk all about that. <laughs> so, you know, like yes. I said, we, we were doing this whole month, you know, talk about like, cornfield talk about scarecrows and at first you know it was trying to it was kind of hard for us to find like a a last movie until you found this one and yeah. pretty much at the last end and mm. to my surprise i was like okay how are we gonna like do this like yeah there are farmers and everything but there's no cornfields anywhere there actually was one scarecrow in this movie so we got saved yep i, I know when i saw that i was like yes yes got saved brother <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it turns out there's <laughs> not a lot of cornfield movies in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. They're like, fuck it. We ain't, it's like, we ain't doing that gimmick, brother. We just want tits and fucking <laughs> slashers. That's about it. Yeah. So, But yeah, everybody, this has actually been a fun month. Um, you know, this this episode is dropping right after Thanksgiving, so I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. wait for it, wait for it. Oh, popping open that oh, beer, yeah. brother. Yeah, I got mine already poured. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, since I have a, a buttload of cases, I'm, I'm doing the Shiner Holiday Cheer again. 
Ooh, that's good stuff. I like. I cannot not drink this like the Christmas season. We talked about this before on the show, so I don't want to yeah. bore the listeners with that talk again. But I, anytime you, if you guys see it out there, Shiner Holiday Cheer, I definitely recommend that one. So, yeah, cheers to everybody. Did you find it locally? Yes, yeah, so I actually found you it found over it here. here. Okay. The only problem is like here, like they only serve the cans. I'm more of like a bottle kind of guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of like bottle better than I like cans. <clears throat> cans are better for beer though eh, I mean I guess they are but to me they taste better in a bottle okay but you know tomato tomato whatever yeah. but go, go ahead I, I, yeah no I was gonna say my beer has a funny story oh yeah go um, ahead so I am drinking uh, a southern tier beer a beer from the brewing company southern tier um, it's called warlock it's a it's oh, okay. a pumpkin stout it's an imperial stout so it's 8.6% so it's not the heaviest alcohol that I've ever had in a stout, but it's it's pretty heavy. Um, so the reason I'm drinking a pump, pumpkin stout in November is because I bought this apparently when I went to Nashville in September. Oh, okay. And I found it in yeah. my trunk on <laughs> Sunday. So you forgot that you bought that beer. Yeah. So I did not know I had it because I was looking for something in the trunk of my car and I have these cardboard boxes in there and I was like, and I picked one up and it's heavy and I'm like, what's in this? There's like a four pack of this Warlock in there and I'm like, holy shit, this has been like getting hot and getting cold and beating around in my trunk for two months. So Dang. let's see how this is. It actually tastes pretty good and it didn't like get, uh, it didn't like, you know, explode out everywhere when I opened it, but I let it sit for a few days. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. I guess that Nashville trip was pretty fun, huh? It was. It was. So. Wish I had more time there. Yeah. That's how it goes. So, but yeah, um, you know, a couple things before we get into the whole review that I just want to bring up really, really quick. So, you know, first thing is like, you know, me and Allison, we live the gimmick. All right. So, all you, all you new listeners on here, like, we don't just like talk about horror movies and wrestling and, and concerts, you know. Like behind our keyboard and shit. No, we actually go to all this stuff. We go to, you know, horror movies. You know, I make a couple, a couple horror movies on the side when I have time. Um, you know, we go to wrestling events when we can, and we go to concerts. And our our latest one, we went down mm-hmm. to the Charlotte and saw the uh, Mona Marth. So just have a, we did. So you know, quick thoughts. You know, you know, and then we saw some bands. You know, Obituary was there, Carcass was there. You know, a lot of death metal bands there, Cattle Decapitation. So. Uh, very, very fun concert. Uh, the venue that we went to, not so great. But, you know, other than that, like I said, live in the gimmick, man. So if you guys ever see, like, a metal show, you know, come around your uh, area. We definitely recommend going because it's, it's definitely a fun yeah. time, even if the venue is not the best. Yeah, always go to the show. That's my new rule since uh, some people have been passing away when we least expect them. You yeah. never know when your last chance is going to be. Exactly, exactly. Always go to the show. So, you know, it's a very fun time. Um, we had a good time out there. Uh, drinking some beer, having a good time. Kind of had to stay in the drinking back this. a little bit, so feeling yeah, good. One, one, thing I, one thing I do like about that uh, venue is that the beer is so expensive, you can't really get drunk. That's true, yes. So there's no drinking and driving there because you have to be a millionaire to be able to get drunk. There. Well, the it's weirdest like thing is they had like a fucking, wasn't it like $16 for a shot in a beer and the beer was like a PBR? 
Yeah, so I bought that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I never. I remember you telling me that. I was like, I ain't paying no sixteen bucks to no PBR bullshit. Probably some like was, fucking house liquor that sucks. Probably. It was. It was Jack. It was Jack Daniels. So okay. I mean, I got. I got. This got some. Yeah. Good. So. But yeah, it was. I mean, and it wasn't like a tiny beer either. I mean, they're pretty big cups. But my only options were like. I don't know a sour that I didn't like and an IPA. I'm so fucking tired of IPAs. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. They didn't really have anything I liked, so I'm like, you know, I'll just get that PBR and a shot of Jack, and that'll be fine. So yeah, uh, yeah it was. Uh, it was. It, I mean, it was. It was fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that night I had to not drink. I was a straight edge guy the whole night, which is good. You, you were. Need, you need to have that for the driving. So. But yeah, everybody. Like I said, we lived the gimmicks. Um, I actually have some videos. Uh, whenever I can get it off my girlfriend's phone, I will post it <laughs> on the Facebook page. <laughs> so that would be really fun. Um, but let's get into some of the uh, the history that we always do on every Retro Blood. Talking about what's going on in metal music and pro wrestling around the release date of Deadly Blessings, which was going to be August 14th, 1981. So another 1981 movie for us. Yep. Um, so a couple of things I found, let's talk about the metal one first. Cause this, this one will be a, a little quick. Yeah. So on this day, on the exact day that this movie dropped. Okay. If we were in New York city at the, Na- yeah. uh, at the, uh, uh, Nassau Coliseum where they, you know, where they house wrestling at pretty much all the time, mm-hmm. we would witness Ozzy Osbourne live. Because he was playing that day. In, whoa. Wow. Yes. And he was playing with his, uh, um, that famous guitarist that he had. Randy, Randy Rhodes? Yes. So this yeah. is, you know, obviously this is before he passed away. And this is pretty much like one of the first tours that Ozzy did on the solo. Because, you know, he released his solo album that 19, that ni- in 1980. His first, his first solo album dropped. So this is like the year right after it dropped. So this is like the uh, the tour right before... Um, he released this uh, second CD. So, uh, yeah, he said the Diary of the Man Man. So, you know, Diary of the Man Man came out around <laughs> November. So he was doing the tour, you know. Probably, so he's probably playing some, maybe like a track or two new off Diary of a Man Man. Um, yeah. But, you know, Ozzy, he's still kicking today. Like, he's just, he's like even released an album here in, uh, uh, in, in the, uh, the time machine of uh, 2022. So this guy's still yeah, he- rocking, still touring everything. It's just... It's just amazing to see him still uh, go at it. Especially after everything he's been through. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and this is like peak Ozzy right here. Like this guy. I mean, yeah. you know this tour is probably sold out. Um, but yeah, oh, just, yeah, this is straight fucked up Ozzy. Like this is yeah. like fucked up high Ozzy every night with Randy Rose just like setting the house on fire. Yeah, this I bet this tour was incredible. I would love to have seen this. Yeah. And they had about... Uh, about thirteen songs in a dr- in a in a, a drum solo, um. So they you know they played a lot. You know, obviously he played his Crazy Train, which is not actually yeah. you know nowadays that'd be probably the closer. You know, back over here it's the uh, like third song. Actually, yeah, now I... maybe uh, uh, Paranoid. You know, that's usually a Black Sabbath song, but he always Ozzy always plays those ones. Yeah, he he played a few. He played two or three Blacks because you know he only had like ten songs. Yeah, ten solo songs, and then I guess he was probably playing stuff off Diary of Man Man, like you were saying that hadn't come out yet. Yeah, he played Iron Man. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steal Away. 
Uh, yep. Flying High, again. Mr. Crowley. So, you know, playing a lot of, like, Black Sabbath stuff. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, you know, some, some, you know, just a little bit in history. You know, if we were around the New York area, we would have uh, gone to see Ozzy. You know what I mean? Like I said, like, you know. I mean, like like you were saying earlier when we, you know, we went to see a Mono Marth and all that. I mean, you never know when you're going to, like, miss these bands that you like. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if you ever get an opportunity to, to, to ban, you know, just don't. And if you go by yourself, I, I would just recommend going, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, like, now all the time. Can you. Im- yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, can you imagine? So, like, so, like, you know, this is August of 1981. Randy Rhodes died in ni- in March of 1982. Yeah. So, you know, he had like a few months left. So imagine, like, if you had the opportunity to go to this show and you didn't go. Yeah. I mean, you would have, you know, you would have missed the chance to see Randy Rhodes. I mean, one of the greatest guitars of all time. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, you just never know, you know? So, like, you know, even yeah. if, like, I mean, this is just a, you know, just saying it out there. You know, I've been to shows before by myself. Um, you know, yeah. it's not, you know, it's, it's, it could be tough, you know, but, you know, you can still enjoy yourself. You can, you can still mingle with the crowd that's there. You know, even if you're not a mm-hmm. big mingler and stuff, you can still sit back and just watch the show because it is really, you know, especially if it's one of your favorite bands and stuff, seeing them live, like, you got to see it. So, no matter what the case is. Yep. But, like I said, that's what we'd be driving into Trans Am. We would try to hitchhike like Mick Foley all the way to New York to try to go see Ozzy mm-hmm. Osbourne live. And, of course, we'll play a little, yep. little Ozzy at the at the end of the show as well. Um, on pro wrestling, though. So, a couple interesting facts that happened on this date. August 14, 1981. First off is, this was the birth date of one... Kofi Kingston. So, happy birthday, Kofi Kingston. Wow. Okay. So, what I was thinking when I saw that on there, I was like, oh, okay. Kofi Kingston was born the same day that Deadly Blessings was released. Does that mean mm-hmm. he is the incubus? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with no okay. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, the timeline, it matches up. So, Ti- Yes, timeline does match up. So, so mm-hmm. but, but in all serious, we have, a, <laughs> we have a, a WWF show that happened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Civic Center. So we would have to decide. We actually had to do a couple of decisions this night. We're going to go see Ozzy. We're going to go to this WWF show. Or we're going to go watch his Deadly Blessings. So maybe it'd be a pretty crazy, pretty crazy weekend, definitely. Yeah. Well, we could always see Deadly Blessings earlier in the day and then go see Ozzy that night. That's true. So, what we have on this show, we had the Red Demon. Mm-hmm. He defeated Bill Dixon. I mean, come on now. I'm sure that was, a, that was a barn burner, I'm sure. Oh, my God. The Red Demon. Who the fuck is a Red Demon? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. I guess we should look. We'll look. Can you look it up while I said this other one? I'll, I'll look him up while we're going through the rest of this uh, right. card of people. Dominic DiNucci, which I know him. Isn't he the guy who trained Mick Foley? Yep. Yes. He defeated Tony Outmore. So, okay. We got a couple, couple, couple of matches going on here. Oh, check this one out. Andre the Giant battered, battled. Oh, oh, we would have to go to this card just for this one match. Check out this match, everybody. If you guys are long-time Retro Blood listeners, you guys will like this match. We have Andre the Giant battled Killer Khan. 
Oh, Killer Khan returns to the retro play. Returns. Boy, I, I just take my money. <laughs> I mean, my God. The fucking just giant men slapping meat in there, just going at it. Killer Khan with his fucking Khan specials finish. Oh, oh uh, and uh, Allison, do you want to know how this match ended? Uh, I'm going to guess that it ended in a disqualification. You are right, but <laughs> but let's do a two for one. This was a double disqualification. They both got disqualified. Yes. <laughs> wow. I would love to see that. that. Amazing. I, I'm going to try to find that match on YouTube if I can and post it because <laughs> I have to see that. That would be awesome. <clears throat> So we have uh, Tony Atlas. He defeated Angelo Mosca Viva Cana. Okay. We had the WWF okay. World Champion, Bob right. Backlund. He defeated mm-hmm. George Steele. That would have been fine. That would have been a fine match. George Steele probably ate the turnbuckle. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bob Backlund probably got him in the cross-face chicken wing. I don't know why that's in the middle of the card, but maybe, the, maybe it gets a lot better. Well, because we had the main event. That's why. Right, of course. The main event is for the WWF Tag Team Championship belt. All right. Tony Gurria and Rick Martel defeated the Moondogs. That was the main event over Bob Backlund and George Steele? Yeah. Come on, man. Well, we got to have the exciting tag matches. Well, okay. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right. You know, they used to do that kind of back in the day, you know. They would just put, like, certain matches, like... You know, like they think might be on top, they put it like in the middle. True, true. And I mean, I'm sure that, um, I'm sure that Andre was in the middle of that card. He was probably, they probably did an intermission and he was probably the main event, either the main event of the first half of the show or he was the opening match of the second half. Yeah, I mean, they probably put it in there because he wanted to uh, go play some cards or some shit. And, the exactly, and he, he wanted to get done and get out of there. Yeah, it's like fuck. I got, I got fucking killer Connor. Oh man, just put me in just the gonna, fucking bank. Yeah, just put me in. Get it was this double DQ so I can go drink ninety seven beers or whatever you would drink. So have you looked up who the Red Demon was? Because I have it right here. I have. Okay. Yeah, go I've ahead. got it right here. So he was a he was a Puerto Rican wrestler. Um, I found pictures of him. So if you imagine Blue Demon, he looks exactly like that, except he was red. Oh, okay. But there you go. Um, and uh, he was—he also wrestled as Conquistador Number One or Conquistador Uno. Um, so he was—I mean, he was a very respected wrestler. Um, he was—he's more known as Conquistador Uno than he was as the Red Demon. But uh, according to this, um, he was billed from somewhere in Latin America. Oh. <laughs> is, that how they, is that how they really hey from somewhere in latin america here comes the red demon yeah could be oh. uh, anywhere in south yes. america or central america or yeah, we didn't do our research on really that one anywhere. so it's around <laughs> that's awesome well that's that fun well, that's fun well shout out to him so speaking of uh um from somewhere in latin america let's talk a little bit about mm. The uh, behind the scenes of Deadly Blessings. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So, so yeah, that, you know, I kind of want to keep the history uh, segment a little short because there's a lot to get into with this movie. Um, so, the director of this film, which we can do like a whole series on pretty much, is Wes Craven. And what, yes. I, fa- what I found is pretty interesting about 
Wes Craven's career at this time is. Okay, so he just he he started his career with Last House on the Left, all right, which is a crazy movie, you know. And after that, he did The Hills Have Eyes, which is another crazy yep. movie. And then yep. this movie is almost like pretty much right after right after that one, right after those. Yeah, so this is pre Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Wes Craven. So exactly. he's not really famous yet. He's more infamous than he is famous. He's uh you know, he makes these cra- he's this, you know, the sick bastard who makes these crazy movies. Yeah. That nobody wants to watch. Not not that nobody wants to watch, but like everybody's like afraid to watch or whatever. Yeah. Like he had a rep I mean, obviously a couple of things though. So, you know, Last House in Love was a was a movie that he <clears throat> you know, it was kinda like his directorial debut. But he, he kind of wanted to use that movie as like a test movie. You know what I mean? So he mm-hmm. thought he was just going to make some crazy movie with some like, you know, really hard subject and stuff. And he was probably just going to play it in a couple of grind theaters and then nobody would ever hear about it again. And then it kind of blew right. up a little bit. And he was like, oh, shit, I didn't mean that for that to happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it did. Um, you know, so he kind of got his name out there from that movie. And then The Hills Have Eyes, you know, is another crazy horror movie. Uh, which we'll, you know, we'll probably do for one of those Lights Out episodes because it's, it's a crazy one too. It's a really, you know, they also, obviously they made like remakes and sequels out of that one too. Um, but, you know, it, it's just really weird when you see both of those movies and you see this movie, like it looks like he was going for the, a little bit more of a lighter tone in a way for this movie than he. Well, in, in a way, yeah. Yes. So it's lighter than those two movies, but yeah. it's it's not very light. But this is the first wasn't this produced the first movie that was produced by an actual film company? Yeah. Yeah, Polygram, I think, produced this. Yes. So, um, so let's see what we got on here. It was shot in Waxahachie, Texas. Which I know my old stopping grounds. Waxahachie, yes. Texas. And I was trying to look yeah. like look, I was like, man, I don't even know where you know, there is some outdoor like country places like that. And Waxahachie as well too, um, right? It, I mean, like nowadays it probably has like uh, you know houses built all, all all over and stuff. But you know I could see that being a big field because uh, you know the 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 location looked great. You know for fields and and barns and everything. Right. I thought that was pretty good for all of them. So so Waxahachie doesn't look like that now. Like it's not that rural. rural, rural. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. It depends. Like if you go way out there, yes, it can kind of still look like that, but it's not, not, not. It doesn't all look like that. You know, there, there okay. is, there is like a city part to it down there. It's pretty. The city part is mostly just right off the highway, Highway Thirty Six. Right. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. That was filmed all out there. Uh, so we had uh, Michael Berryman, who mm-hmm. he was previously working on Hills of Eyes. He he played in this film. Um, I would say he's well known for pretty much Hills of Eyes. Um, and was he in the Goonies too? Or no? Uh, I don't remember him being in the Goonies, but I haven't seen that movie in many years. I remember he was in something big, you know, but that wasn't a horror movie. Uh, so. We'll see. Um, I mean, I obviously most know him for uh, Hills Have Eyes yes. and this movie, I guess. Yeah, so um, it was pretty, pretty. You know, he's playing pretty much the same character in both films. So, yeah, pretty much. He pretty much plays the. Uh, uh, he plays the same character. He, I mean, he was in like, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest before this. Okay. The, like right before he was in Hills of Eyes, he has a small part in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Man Nest. 
He was in Deadly Blessing, obviously. He was in uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which I've never seen. Um, he was in Invitation to Hell, which we're going to do eventually. That's a, another TV horror movie that Wes Craven directed. Um, uh, he always plays the weird-looking guy or an alien. Yeah, like he was exactly. in Star Trek. He, he was in five Star Trek movies playing <laughs> for an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just has like the face and the structure um, for that kind of role. So, yeah, well, yeah, such a unique guy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's that's all I really see is like, you know, that we would have seen. Yeah. Other than small parts and little things i guess but yeah michael berryman he's a cool uh he's a cool guy like i i uh i met him once and he was really nice and then uh listening to him talk about making the hills have eyes like he's like he's nothing like his character is in this movie which i mean obviously you would expect that but i mean he's like extremely intelligent and he just he's very well spoken um just a very smart guy yeah so it's like a little different than his like the gimmick that he plays on movies and stuff, right? So, um, so you know a little bit of the box office. So this movie was uh, the budget of this movie was about three million, I would say, and it did have you know it did make the money back by eight point three million. So people were digging it, I would say, with this movie. Um, not any known sequels or any remakes of this movie. Um, it was kind of like a standalone when it comes to it. Um, a couple of things too. So Universal Pictures, the primary distributor for Polygram production films at the time, actually chose not to pick up the finished project. It was instead released in theaters by United Artists and was the final United Artists film to be owned by uh, Trans Transamerica Corporation after being acquired by Metro Golden Myers on July 28, 1981. So this okay. is the last movie from that little corporation company. So Yeah, so apparently Universal did not like this. I guess they didn't. They're like they were this is what they're like. They're like, okay. She tell me we got this <laughs> crazy Amish guy who's supposed to be like not Amish, it's supposed to be something else, and he's talking about incubus. Then we got this fucking gym guy who's in the movie for two seconds. Nah, we're not digging it. But yeah, <laughs> I would say it's not too bad. I mean this movie wasn't uh I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't like. I mean, it had a decent plot to it. It, it you know, it had like a pretty good structures. I, I did like to see. I actually, pref, I actually, you know, when a movie does a swerve, which you know, yeah, people don't know what a swerve is. Swerve just means like you think it's going somewhere, but then they totally like ramp it up to a different direction. Um, yes. So, I actually thought the swerves worked well with this movie compared to like sometimes yeah, you just I, like throw it out there. I thought it actually worked pretty well. Yeah, I agree. And and I see like there's reasons why they wouldn't want to release this. I mean, it's like I mean, it's not super graphic, but there is a lot of like really heavy, hard-hitting stuff in it, especially like one of the swerves at the end. Yeah. I could see how they in 1981 they could look at that and say, "Okay, look, we're, we can't put this out." Well, one of the swerves copied a movie that we did earlier this year. Um, Sleepaway Camp. But we'll get into all that yes. here pretty soon. Yeah. But everybody, how about we get into it? How about we get into the full review of The Deadly Blessings? In the rolling hills of eastern Pennsylvania, in this quiet community of simple farmers untouched by time, a gruesome secret has been protected for generations. 
Into this world come three young women, drawn by the beauty of the land, unaware of the mystery it holds. How could they have known that what they would discover would call forth a deadly blessing? cannot crush the incubus. Ours can. There are three of us. We'll manage. We shall make it impossible for the incubus to rest comfortably in your soul. Ah! If thine hand offends thee, then in God's name, cut it off! has arrived. Those who will not believe. Those who will not be warned. May you be damned in hell. Those who will defy its power. Become its prey. It's him. The chilling story of terror and suspense. Deadly blessing. All right. So we start off deadly blessings. With if any if anybody can believe it, pictures of people farming. All right, shocking. I mean, we did pick we did pick like cornfields and, and scarecrows. So, so I was like, okay, we got we got some people farming. We're living the gimmick. So, um, so we have like a little like commentary during the beginning of this, and it was saying like, in a community. Uh, a rural committee of rolling hills. They, they're like nice farm people who have a deep, dark secret. So I was like, okay, we got some, uh, we got some shit going on over here. So uh, we see, and it was weird too because like I was looking at these people farming. You know, they're like digging up and and getting ready to plant some seeds and shit. And they're all like in fucking mm-hmm. like church clothes and stuff. I was like, fuck, man, you guys aren't passing out. But if they're in Waxahachie <laughs> with them fucking, they would, they would. They'd be fucking dead. Okay, there's no way. They'd be fucking farming in those fucking collared shirt with his jackets on and walks a hatchy. Yeah, Hell it's, no. It's that shit gets like, like 110 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'd be seeing Incubus too. Right? I'd be seeing a lot of shit. I was like, there's no way. So <laughs> maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's early spring. I don't know. No. All right, now. <laughs> Even then. All right. I don't know what the. I don't know what they feed those those guys. So this is when we meet the uh, the main uh, two people in our story for a little bit. Yes, we meet Jim and we meet um, Martha. Yeah, 
So and j- one thing I want to stop real quick. So as we go through this movie, I want to talk about some of these actors because a lot of them, some of them became very famous. Oh, okay. And some of them I was surprised to see in, in this movie. Um, the first one is Martha's played by Marin Jensen. Yes. Who is not a super famous actress, but I knew her because she played uh, Athena in Battlestar Galactica, the original one. And when so when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, it's the girl that played uh, Athena." Yeah. Um, and then, um, then when she she it was kind of shocking a little bit when because uh, she plays such a badass character in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. She's like a she's like a lieutenant, you know, and she doesn't have this like romantic side at all. And then this, she's a I mean, obviously she's an actress, but she she's playing a completely different kind of role. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I thought it was cool to see Mary Jensen in something else. I've never. I don't really recall seeing her in anything else. So it was kind of well, cool seeing it. I mean, that's that's like when we saw fucking Sarah Connor in that Children of the Corn. Actually, right. But she's super famous, time. though. Yeah. That shit blew <laughs> but my she's mind. she's Sarah Connor. Like, I thought she was just going to kill all those children with yeah, exactly. a machine gun. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what's <laughs> going on here? Blew my mind. But yeah, it's pretty crazy when you see, like, uh, like a, an act, you know, actress, an actor. Like, if you saw him in something mm-hmm. before, that's what you like. Uh, that's what you recognize them has. You see them in some, playing something completely different. It's just like it's just it's kind of like it is kind of weird to get your uh, yes. psyche behind that one. But uh, so so Jim over here, he is basically um, the guy who owns the house and he's he's farming, and we find yeah. out that his uh, dad is the uh, the main leader of this. Don't call me Amish. Group, uh, Hittabites. Hittites. Hit, yes. What is it called? Hittites. Hittites. The so Hittites. for the whole time they were saying yeah. this, I was like, okay, so you're telling me this is not Cenobites? No. Okay. It's, it's different. It's it's not Cenobites. It's yeah. Hittites. Hittites. It's, and it's, it's not quite Amish. It's an Amish-like structure, I would say. So is this like a real group or is this like a made-up gimmick? No, they made this up. Okay. This is a made-up gimmick for this. So it's movie. an Amish like. Okay, you got me with the Amish like structure. I got you now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the big thing about these Hittabites, I'm always gonna fuck up the same Hickabites. They they the main guy Isaac. He thinks everybody this is, is a fucking Ingibus. All right. So yeah. like yeah. So he's looking over there, and he, uh, so. So yeah, so we meet, so we meet them, and the the couple Jim and Martha, and then we see this other person we meet. Her name is Faith. So Faith, she is not part of the uh, the Hittabites, yeah. all right? She is no. like she She's played by Lisa Hartman. <laughs> yes. What is she? What, what is, who did she beat? <laughs> she was a pretty famous um, television actress from the eighties. She was. I mean, she did. I don't think she had any like really big roles, um, but she did. She she was in a lot of like TV shows. Um, like she was in. Uh, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Um, I can't think of one. Trust me, she was. She's decently, uh, decently famous. Okay, so she she did she did a couple uh, of stuff. Well, in this <laughs> movie, in this movie, she's painting. Trust me, yeah, she was she was decently famous in the 80s. All right. Yeah. Well, we meet her while she's painting. But she's painting now, yes. And then she gets stalked by mm-hmm. William. 
which is obviously obviously played by Michael Berryman that we talked about earlier. And this and William, yeah. he is all into this religion. He is just like calling her a heathen, calling her, her incubus, fucking taking her, paying, smashing it. They're like yeah. fighting with each other. He starts chasing her all around. And then Jim shows up in his John Deere tractor. So in my notes, it's kind of funny. So like when he, like I didn't know his name, so I just called him the John Deere guy. <laughs> so he's like John Deere. We don't know his name yet. Yeah. But his name is Jim. So Jim starts him. He uh, tells William to calm down a little bit. And then, like, Faith's mom shows up. Uh, Luis. Yeah. All right. And she is, um, <laughs> she's, like, talking down to, uh, you know, telling, like, telling Jim, like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if this William guy is not going to hurt my, my daughter or not. And Jim's like, oh, yeah, he's harmless and everything. All right. And then, like, <laughs> The one funny scene is uh, uh, Luis, she goes like, he's like, he's always looking at this place like some sort of guard dog. And then like, you see, you see William like stop and look over and just like, look at her, stop the ground and just leave. <laughs> I thought that was a little funny. And then, um, and then this is when Jim is like, you could kind of tell like this Luis is kind of like flirting a little bit with Jim. Mm-hmm. And then Jim's like, oh, well, uh, I appreciate it. We, we might need like a midwife. She's like, oh, she, is she expecting? She's like, yes, she is expecting. She and then, of course, uh, she would love to. Um, she would love to um, help him out when the baby comes here. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> so now, I, so now, so Isaac, okay, he is. They're still farming during this whole time, and mm. he has a son named John, John Schmidt. All right, mm-hmm. and John Smith looking at the whole tractor and everything, and then fucking Isaac comes up like, "Hey, don't be looking at that. We don't need that kind of machinery around here. That's for the devil." All right, mm-hmm. and don't worry about him. He's dead anyway. So I was like, "Oh shit, okay." So we're starting to establish that this Isaac he doesn't like non-Hittites in his group. Right. Yeah. Because they don't need machinery. Yes. Or electricity. Any yes. Um, so now this is when John goes back into the barn. He sees a sign that says Incubus. So he's like, you know, like obviously they're kind of being targeted. Jim and Martha are kind of being targeted because this group thinks that John and and, and Martha are, are are Incubus. So an Incubus is, if I believe myself. Um, so I thought it was the, uh, the I thought it was the band. But I was wrong because I guess I don't read the Bible too much. <laughs> Apparently, it's some sort of demon. Yeah. So, uh, well, what we'll find out pretty soon is they think that Martha is an incubus. Yes. Um, but they don't really know what an incubus is because an incubus is a male demon and a succubus is a female demon. These are very specific things. But I guess incubus sounds better when they say it than succubus does. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, come on. That. Yeah, I mean, it's it's shorter and it's easier to write on the barn wall, I guess. Yeah, or at least according to Isaac. Right. Everybody in this fucking movie, they put in him as Incubus. Mm -hmm. So now we have uh, Luis uh, talking to her daughter, Faith, about the paintings. So the mom doesn't understand why Faith paints a bunch of paintings all the time. And then Faith's like, well, this is what girls do. We we paint. And and Luis is like, well, I think girls, don't they just paint their nails? So we're seeing like they're... (laughs) They have kind of like a weird relationship between the two of them. 
And that will be explored throughout the whole movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then Faith's saying, well, I do have a masterpiece that I'm in the works of. So, this is when we have Jim uh, uh, cleaning up that incubus sign. And um, and then now we have Jim and Martha. They're now celebrating their anniversary because they just got married like a, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, here's the backstory. So, Jim is a former member of the, of the, of the Hittabites. Hit, of the- of the hit, yes. So he, we find huh? out that he was a he was a Hittite that left and went to college. Yes. So what happened was him and his dad Isaac. So his dad, mm-hmm. his dad's still there, Isaac. Um, yeah. he, I guess they got into some sort of fight, and he he got sent off, and then John went to, and then uh, Jim went to college. Why John? Why his younger brother John stayed there? Right. right? And, but and Isaac is played by Ernest Borgnine, who's also a very famous actor. Yes. Who did he ever beat? A lot of people. He was an <laughs> airwolf right oh, after okay. this. That's a good one. So the thing is, uh, when Jim Mooney went off, he met Martha. And I guess he had the house. So the house they're staying in is not on the Hittabites land. I think he got that inherited by his mom. So I was curious about yes. that. So of all the problems... That he knew that he must have when he yes. came. Why would he move next door <laughs> to where the Hittites live? Well, maybe. You know, but that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe it was left by his mom somehow. Yeah. Well, they said they didn't actually say his mom. They said he got inherited to him. So I assume right. if he got okay. left by his mom, it'd have been inherited to him that way. Right. All right. So, so basically, there, there's like a conflict right now where. The dad Isaac feels like this incubus has in Martha is draining the life form from his son, but he right. won't like confront anything because he's too like religious to confront problems. Apparently, apparently, yes. So this is when they get like they they. <laughs> so this is when we get some uh, some action going on here. So like Martha's all like, you know, just relax, everything. Why why are you so tense? You know, Jim was like a little, he's a little, Jim was a little tense because, you know, he had that incubus sign. He knows that these, these, these cult people are like, like targeting him and stuff. And, uh, uh, Martha gives him a present for his, for his tractor. And he's about, okay, well, maybe I'll go in there and I'll fix the gears. And she's like, yeah, these gears need fixing right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'll take a swing to that one. And we're off to the races. And we're off to the races. And they start fucking. Now this ain't no fucking like porno or nothing. They're just like they're doing that gimmick where like they like lay on each other. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And we just like, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that gimmick where they're just like it's like that nineteen nineties softcore porn where they're just like and, lay on each other. It's like okay, I think they're fucking. Yeah, so. yeah, you, yeah. You can do it that way. Yeah, okay. He, he's he's caressing her a little bit on the butt. Okay, they're, they're getting it. So, yeah, exactly. So I was gonna say that I and this is not the only movie like that he's done like this, but Wes yeah. Craven shoots sex scenes really well, yes. like this kind of sex scene. And I think it's because that he used to work in pornography before he made yes. The Last House on the Left. Yeah, he did. Last House on the Left is his first official movie. Yeah, but he he had directed a lot of like pornography before that, and I think that's why he's really good at shooting nudity and really good at shooting sex scenes like that. Yes. But like the lighting looked good, like it was beautiful. Like it just looked so good with 
with uh you know lieutenant athena laying on top of jim and um it just looked great it looked really really good yeah and then during this we have some sort of like first person view copying halloween going throughout the house yeah uh we hear a dog barking stuff um eventually jim goes up he kind of looks around sees as the doors open and then when he's outside he hears his he hears his tractor turned on so he goes to the barn looking through all out the barn stuff uh, he sees a couple of his chickens loose and then his uh tractor turns on some more and then the the john deere tractor runs his ass over and this yep. is our first shocker jim has now died yeah he's in the movie for like seven minutes yes so if you thought our boy jim over here was going to be the hero he wasn't you were wrong so now martha wakes up all right and she's looking around for jim 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 where are you jim uh, and she goes outside looking for him, and then she eventually sees him dead in the barn, and she screams. So now they're burying Jim. All right. Uh, and she's like, "There's like this one guy. There's like one like burial guy that's like big, digging up, uh, like digging uh, John's body." He looks over. He's like, "You with them over there?" She's like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, they're crazy." It's like, they only come out here when one of their own is uh, dead. You kin to them? And she's like, no, no, no. So now she... No, she, she says, no, she says, she says he was. Yeah, he she? was, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're seeing that, like, there's, like, you know, more, now there's even more tension between Martha and, and then the, the, the Hittabites. There's more tension yeah. over there. And, of course, um, so now we have Martha, she, uh, they're driving and stuff, and this is when we see uh, Martha's friends have now come yep. to visit. We have Vicky, and then we have Lana, and Lana yes. is the one that's played by Sharon Stone. Yes, so I was shocked to see that. I was like, "Oh, that's Sharon Stone." Yes, like this was this must have been like a really early movie for her. And one thing I can tell you about this, and like a lot of people, pro- a lot of listeners probably aren't going to want to hear me say this, but like, um. I can see why Sharon Stone became famous after seeing this. Yeah, she was good. Because I mean, not only was she she was really good at it, but she's just like, I mean, she's like twenty two years old in this, and she's just like, like you can't look away from her. Like it's really hard to describe. Like she's just like intoxicating. Like like when I'm watching her, I'm just like staring at the screen with her on it, and it, you know, it's just it's amazing. Like it's really amazing how much of an allure she has or had, you know, when she was at that age. But um, she did but have yeah. a couple. I mean, I just, uh, she did have a couple of interesting scenes in this movie, though. She did. She huh. did. <laughs> that was for she sure. She did. Um, so this is when we um, had. It, so yeah. also to you know, Vicky and Law, they're driving in a Mustang. By the way, fantastic car. If I don't say that's so the best car there is. And this is when like the Vicky says like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, I don't know why Martha was like moving out of here and stuff. Like she's she was saying like these like these hit a bite. She she was saying like these hitabites make Amish look like they're swingers. <laughs> I was like, perfect, perfect, yeah. And they're coming from Los Angeles, which yes. is where uh, Martha's from. They're they want her to move back to L.A. with them. Yeah, and they're and they're um yeah, because they feel like she's been like isol- isolating herself out here in like the country and shit. What, yeah, which is true. Okay, so now we see a bunch of those like like hitabites kids with Will. Yeah. They're at the barn. Yeah. All right. 
And they're just like, was hilarious. Yes. They're like, they're like, this is where the incubus lives. (laughs) And then, and Will's like, all right, yeah, yeah, it is. And they're like, okay, we need to go in there. And they want to go in there and check it out. But they think like, Will's like, they think they're trying to like taunt him, you know, because Will, he's like, he's basically playing like a, an older slow man, you know, kind of like how, uh, kind of like our, uh, how our boy was in a dark night of the shadow. Yeah, or Dark Knight of the, like, of the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like Bubba. He's like a, yeah. he's like a, he's has a childlike mind. Right? Yes. He's like the mind of a child. But I thought this was really funny because at the in this scene they're trying to figure out how to get inside the barn. Yes. Um, and then like the kids has something like uh, like they tries to climb up the wood pile and get in or whatever, and then they can't get in. And then William is like, "Oh, there's got to be another way." And he walks immediately to this window that's 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 propped open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just like it was open. almost like the script told him which window to go to. Like he walked immediately. Like he didn't even look at anything else. Like you know, they didn't even make it like you know they didn't even like tell him to just you know look around for a way in. He like immediately walked to this window, opened up the shutter, and then they found out the window was open. Yep. Like here we go. Easy as that. Yeah. There we go. So during all this, this is when uh, Luigi drops off, drops off Martha. She says, "If you ever get blue, call me." That's a very blue random line <laughs> to give somebody who just had a dead husband. Hey, if you ever get blue, yeah. you know, like sad and yeah. shit because your husband died yeah. for some weird reason. Yeah, probably that he, fucking he, he, Amish he, he, group over there. Just call me. I, I mean, if you get more more sad than you are on the day your husband's funeral, yeah. then call me. Yeah, if it gets me. worse than this. Yeah, exactly. I'll be sure I creep you out pretty good. <laughs> so they go in there, the 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 William and the the, the hit a bike kids, and they're basically yeah. taunting Will. Hey man, touch the blood. He's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna touch it," and he touches it. Yeah. And then this is when Louis she she and this is when Martha she hears the uh, the noise in there, and she goes to the barn, and all the kids like flee and mm-hmm. shit. And then this is when William kind of hides, and he hides in the chicken pen. Yeah, he does. And that shit worked. Yeah. Because Martha, she grows like the whitest the, chickens in the world. I know. Well, they were going up, but like, I guess Martha's like, oh, the chickens are growing up. That's normal. I'm going to yeah. put down my this pitchfork. And then this is when William leaves, but he also leaves his shoe behind. Yeah. Uh oh, plot point. So this is when um, her friends, her two friends, Vicky and Lon, they show up to the barn, they scare her. And they're like, oh, so now mm-hmm. they all meet up together. And then this is when, you know, Williams, he left. So it's nighttime right now. Uh, this is when we have the friends. Um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're talking about Jim and everything and how he had a big fight with his dad. So he's giving up the whole story mm-hmm. about how Jim was part of the Hiccupite clan. Um, she's, so you know, telling all her friends about everything too. Yes. Yeah. So drinking a little wine. Yes. Drinking wine, just talking to their friends about the, pretty much the whole backstory about Jim and, mm-hmm. and his dad and his dad's falling out. Um, and then like, you know, they, and then how they, they've been calling her like the incubus and stuff. So this is also too, when we have, um, we have William's dad talked, said like, Hey, what were you doing out there? And, you know, don't go to the incubus bar, you know, barn and stuff. Like he's, and he starts saying all those Bible <laughs> quotes and shit. And he was basically like, what happened to your shoe? And then William's like, well, I got the shoe stuck in the mud. He was like, there's no mud on the other shoe. You know what lion does around here? Go fetch it. And don't come back. Well, Go ahead. but he does have a good story. He says, he says, he does have a good story. He says, yeah. uh, well, I, I don't have mud on the other shoe because I cleaned it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good, that uh, is a good you try. That's a good that try. Is a, that that's is a good, good try. try. Yeah, well, his dad does not believe him, but that yes. is a good try. He told him, like, you know, the do you know what the cost is for lying? The cost for lying is even more than the cost of losing your shoe. So apparently, <laughs> apparently in the Hittabites religion, if you lose your shoe, you're pretty much fucked. Pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah, but if you lie about your shoe, you're like double fucked. Yeah, it's even worse than worse yeah. than lying. It's even worse than just losing your shoe is lying about it. Yes, apparently. And he tells them to like go out and find their shoe, and if it takes you all night, that's the uh, that's a reminder of your sins that you committed over here. I wonder what they would do about me losing my wallet. Would I pretty much be kicked out already? Like, fuck, man, you fucking lost your wallet for three weeks. You better get out there some more. Yeah, I mean, oh. you'd just be kicked out of the Hittites already. Well, I would be like, our, to be honest with you, uh, once we get to him, our boy John, I mean, I probably would have got kicked out just like he did. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. get there. So this is when um, this is when one of the friends, I think it's Lana, just like hanging out, like hanging out in the the, the, the balcony. And William's over there. He's like creeping on her. Um, yeah, this is Lana. He's like creeping on her and stuff. So you, at first you're kind of thinking like, okay, you know, this Will guy, obviously he's like, you know, he's a little slow, but he, he did have some violent tendencies. So we don't, and then obviously he's very fascinated by women, you know, because he well, kept yeah. staring at women, which to be honest with you, all the women in this ones were very beautiful. So, you know, all yeah. of them, you know, I don't blame the guy, but you know, obviously during that religion, um, it's, you know, you can't just go out there and, and try to date, you know, some like random girl from LA. Now you got to like date within your community. So we're seeing some of that going exactly. on with Will over here. Um, so this is when Lana, she goes to sleep. This is when we see a huge spider. And I was like, Nope, I ain't staying in that room. <laughs> she just goes to sleep. So, so now William's walking out there slowly. He's just walking around the whole house. And now he is peeping Tom mode. He's like, fuck this shoe. I'm about to see some naked booty. And he does. Yep. We see some Martha naked booty. Uh, and then it's weird. Like he's looking at the window and he sees like a, a sheaf for a knife and he grabs it and everything He's like, Oh, this is weird. And he puts it down. It's like, oh, I just want to see more naked booty. So he grabs on the window and then something comes right behind him, stabs him and boom, dead. So we get our, okay. So I was a little bit confused by that plot point. Like yeah. I was trying to figure out, okay, never. I mean, I feel like an idiot now, but so the person that stabbed him, that was the sheath for their knife. Yes, Exactly. Which they somehow left for some reason left on the window. Yes, it was to it was for for Will to find it so they could kill him. <laughs> okay, like they knew he was gonna peep Tom with fucking Martha, and yeah. that's how they did it. I mean, not only that, they knew he was gonna leave his shoe in the barn and come back and get it, and then yes. decide to like watch Martha take a shower, and then. <laughs> Yes, a lot of things had to go right for this scene to happen. That's true, and lots of scenes that are about to unfold because a lot of things come out of this this thing with William getting stabbed. Now, do we so, count that uh, as yeah. the first swerve or no? Uh, I mean, I think the first swerve would be Jim dying, but well, uh, a little bit. I don't think it's a swerve that William dies. No, okay, I wouldn't call that a swerve. Okay. There's one major swerve in this. That I when I when it happened, I was like, "Shut the front door." There is no way this happened. Yeah, but I know. That, I know what you're talking about, and everybody that watched it probably <laughs> does too. We'll get to there. So now we're this is the next morning. A carriage arrives to Martha's house. It's Isaac and William's dad, 
And boy, this yeah. scene was great. So I was just like, all right, let me handle this one. All right. You don't want to talk to this one. You know, we know she's the incubus. Remember I told you for like the whole movie, she's the incubus. I Only I can talk to her how she is. All right. So like before you can even like ring on the door, you know, you could see in his face a little bit. Like he was like sad that his son died. You know what I mean? That's, 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 this, right. this movie was actually really good when it comes to like deeper meanings behind stuff. Like I liked it how like, you know, before he rang on the door, like he, he, you could tell like, Part of him was really upset that his son died. You know what I mean? So I thought that. Well, part they of... don't know he's dead yet, right? No, no, no. They know Jim's dead. No, no, no. no I'm talking about Jim. I'm talking about. Oh, Jim. What... Uh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. I got you. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is when Isaac comes up to to because he 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 hasn't like confronted Jim's wife. You know what I mean? Right. So he's out the door and stuff, and Martha just opens up the door, and Isaac was like, "Hey, you know, have you seen, you know, William?" He was out here looking for a shoe last night. And then the dad just like fucking jumps in there. Have you seen my boy? Uh, he was out here all night last night. Do you have any words for him and stuff? He's just an innocent little little boy. He just I just want him home. And then like she was like, oh, I haven't seen him and stuff, but if I find him, I'll, I'll drive him back here and stuff. And he's and then like Isaac's like, get out of here! Don't be talking to her and stuff. She's the incubus. She's here to like trick you and shit, man. Get back in the fucking carriage. I'll handle her. All right, then right. he goes up to her all smoothly. Listen. <laughs> if you see him, <laughs> listen. listen, if you see him, let me know right away I am the elder. All right? And it's like, you're not the only one that lost him, but I lost a son too. And by the way, this house, he would have wanted to be in his family here. So she's like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh. And he's like, if you sell to me, Trust me, I'll give you a good price. I'll give you a great price for this land. And then she's like, she's like, she's like, you know, she's getting mad because she's like, what the hell? So she goes back inside and he's all like, he's like, he's like, burn in hell. Because she, yeah, you know, she should have taken that money and went back to LA. She probably should have, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So Faith, uh, uh, Faith girl, she's like collecting eggs right now. That's what we see a little scene. So now the Mar- Martha and their friends are talking, um, and then uh, uh, they call like Lana over and stuff. Like Lana's still sleeping, and um, so now so Lana comes in, and you know obviously Martha's a little bit upset, you know, just about what happened and everything with with Isaac and stuff. Um, but now we, we, we're starting to figure out, like, Lana says, like, hey, you know, I can't sleep. And I had, like, this really weird dream last night. Mm-hmm. All right? She was saying, like, like I, I kept hearing, like, this, like, noise, uh, something very faint and stuff, saying my name over and over again. And I keep saying a bunch of, like, spiders everywhere. And, like, I saw, like, through the window, I saw, like, the smoke was cleared and a man was there. And, he, like, he just changed into a spider. And he kept whispering my name, and he kept getting closer until it got to my face. And then I woke up in a cold sweat. And then Vicky's like, oh, fuck, Lana, we're trying to help this girl. I'm not scared the shit out of her. She has this fucking <laughs> Isaac guy calling her fucking incubus. Now you're fucking going with crazy stories. Now shut the hell up. Right. That's what it was like. Um... <laughs> So then this is when we have a weird scene. Uh, the faith girl shows up, gives him a bunch of eggs. Yeah. And then she starts to be like creepy throughout the whole 
Like, just like fucking. <laughs> it's weird. Like, she's like. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Very awkward, basically, with this girl. And it was weird because, like, she wasn't really, like, that awkward at the beginning, but this scene just made her feel, like, very awkward. Like, you know, she was, yeah. like, trying to get a little bit along with the girls, but then she started, like, freaking them out a little bit. She goes to face beds, like, jumps on it and stuff. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, what the hell's going on over here? And uh, this is when we find out that, um, like, Faith and her mom, Luis, they're not part of the, uh, the, the Hittabites. She's like... Now we're not even farmers. My fucking mom works at a restaurant. I thought that probably was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Like, so now, well, I mean, that's we find out why this is odd later. Yes. But, um, but yeah, so they live there, but they're not farmers. They're not Hittites. Yes. So, and and she says, I don't actually like them at all. Like, she's like, I'm not a big fan of them. I don't like them at all. Because we, we saw that in the beginning of the movie. They always chase her away and stuff. Okay, so after all this, this is kind of a so it's like a next scene of like Vicky. She's like, she's like running outside. All right, she's like running with some kids. All the hitabites are kind of looking at her a little weird, and then she eventually like runs into a dog. Okay, and she's trying to like mm-hmm. get away from this dog, but the dog like attacks her and shit, and she like fucking pepper sprays his ass. All right, and then she's like trying to run away a little bit, and then she runs into John. John Smith, the younger brother of Jim and the other son mm-hmm. of Isaac. And he introduces himself, you know, as John Smith and everything. And they start, like, uh, doing some, like, little talking. You know, she's like, hey, you know, he's, he's just, he was fascinated by the uh, the car that she rode, uh, rode on. And she's like, you know, I like that, that vehicle you rode on and stuff. And he was going on saying, like, hey, we know we're not all bad and stuff and and she was about to leave, and he was like, oh, are you sure you want to leave? You just want to hang out? And she was like, okay, yeah. So they start hanging out, and this is when Vicky's saying, like, you know, it's just kind of weird being in, like, the 20th century after going into, like, the uh, the, the 21st century. Um, you know, because she's basically saying, like, and, and John didn't really know what he meant. She meant, she's like, well, you know, where I'm from, we have, like, airplanes and cars and shit, and you just got a bunch of grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically what she was saying. And he's like, yeah, like, so you could tell they're kind of flirting with each other. And then a weird, something weird happens. So I didn't really know that the Hittabites do this, but apparently they, they do. So Isaac shows up. All right. This guy just shows up out of nowhere. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, John, what the hell are you doing not working? He's like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I'm over here trying to get some booty. All right. So he's like, well, you're not working and stuff, you know. And he basically tells him to go to work and then. Vicky tries to uh, introduce herself, but Isaac blows her off. And he's all like, hey, you should go to your cousin over there, the, you know, the one you're supposed to be marrying. I was like, oh, okay, we do that over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. You know, yeah. go, go talk to your cousin, you know, the one you're supposed to be marrying. Yeah, so I was your like, cousin. okay. So I was like, that's what we do around here. I got you. This is some Game of Thrones shit going on over here. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, this. Uh, they do some more religious talk. Um. So yeah, and then that ends it. So basically, he drives off with um with Isaac and Melissa, and then Vicky leaves. So uh, Martha, she is trying to farm, but she's not a good farmer Mm-mm. in the John Deere tractor. Yeah, right, but they're they're working she's from on LA. it. Yes, but she's working on it. Um. So so Lana's like. Oh, this this wheel's messed up. Let me go get some shit from it in the barn. All right. 
So this is where she goes to the barn. And of course the door keeps closing on her. Because I guess she's like marked or something. Or maybe not. I, I guess. So she keeps thinking it's Vicky. And Lana hears like uh, banging coming from like some of the walls. So she's like, what the hell? You know, she thinks it's Martha, but it's not. And then right when she's like looking around the whole barn, she sees like a, a, a spider web. Like turns like right in front of her. Like a spider web like just like appears in front of her. Yeah. yeah. So does it, I couldn't figure out. So does the spider web just appear? Yeah. Or is it like where we get focused on it? We can see. Well, there's a, there was a part, there was a part of the barn that had some stairs to go to a bottom level of the barn. But before yeah. she can go to those stairs, the spider web just appears right in front of her. Because right. remember, her dream has spider webs showing up. So apparently, the incubus demon has a connection with reptile with uh, spiders. Yes. So, so after this, she hears a noise, and then she wants to go up to the top of the barn that has more spider webs. Right. Okay. Do you, do you see? Do you see the pattern here? I see that. So, you know, we go, we have to go to where the, there are more, there are more uh, plot inducing spider webs. Yes, exactly. So she goes up there. She has spider webs coming all over her hair, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought one kind of scene, like before she got up there, we can kind of see somebody like walking around the barn, like a, a shadowy figure. So we know somebody's there. Um, she's looking around. She sees spider webs everywhere. We see that big tarantula from earlier. Mm hmm. Um, and then she has, you know, spiderweb stuff just appears right in front of her. She finds William Shue. Uh-oh. And then she Uh-oh. gets scared because, like, some sort of, like, hooded figure pops up in front of her. Like, dressed in all black. So, it kind of, like, it, it was, like, black shirt, black gloves, and black mask on. Just appears right in front of her and scares her. And she runs and she like falls into that spider web. She falls down and everything. Spider webs are all shit all over her and stuff. She wakes mm-hmm. up with a huge translator on her. She gets it off. She runs off. And she eventually runs and uh, she runs and falls. And um, and then right when she's running out of the barn we see uh, the dead Will right in front of her. And that's when she screams and gets out of the barn. And that's when she runs into Martha. Yeah. So, so you know what this part of this movie reminds me of? Go ahead. Scream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So there, there. Yes. You yes. When you're watching like this, this film in particular, like this part, and then there's another part in this movie yes. that will come out pretty soon. That one part's from Scream, like this one, and then one part's gonna be from Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah, it's almost like he took scenes from this movie and used them in other movies. Yeah, like same. Scream. I mean, this is not a, like a, a particular scene in Scream, but how like this this the killer, the ghost face killer or whatever they called him, would uh, the way just the way that he was and how he was like a real person and um, how he would just kind of jump out of nowhere. That, that that this is really a lot like a scene from Scream. Yes. So um, so now we have the cops, the sheriff. Is that is there and the hit it by they're grabbing Will and they're taking him away. And the cops are like, well, you know, I, I want to examine this guy's body and stuff to see, you know, what happened to him. And I was just like, no, no, we're not doing that. We don't let your kind take our kind and stuff. We will deal with this on our own. Um, you know, your laws can't protect us uh, uh, from the incubus 
Only we can, only we can crush them, and, and you know, your laws don't don't care about the incubus, or you know, only only we can like save this guy's soul, basically. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, he tells, and then he starts telling the sheriff starts telling uh, Martha and all of them. It's like, okay, well, you know, if I were you, I would just get out of here. These people are crazy. <laughs> all right. Like I'll try to get a court order for this guy's body and stuff, but you know, there's only so much I can do. It's like, fuck, okay. And and then he basically so like Martha's like talking to the sheriff, you know, and the sheriff's like, listen, you got that crazy Lana girl. She says there's some hooded figure. I didn't see anybody there. All right, I didn't know evidence of the guy being there. Um, they said I, what I would do is I just get out of town to get away from all this mess. But I, what I'll do is I'll try to get a court order so I can grab the body to see if there's any foul play that happened with this guy. Okay, right. Uh, and then this is like you know when Martha kind of wants to take her stand like she doesn't want to be intimidated to 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 leave this house that she was going to be living in with jim so she wants to stay there so now it's at night time and stuff um so um uh, lana she's like a little upset you know that uh, she's like you know because she's the one that found the head body and everything and She's like a little like tired and, and just not feeling really well. And then she's all like, did the sheriff find any clues about, you know, what what the person looks like? And she's like, no, they didn't find nothing in that barn. Which is weird because I was like, well, didn't you tell him there was like some sort of hooded figure or something? Yeah, but they didn't believe her though. Apparently. That's true. Uh, let's see. So, you know, there's also... During this, there's another first-person view outside, as we're seeing the, the, during this. So uh, Martha, she decides to take a shower. Okay. Yes. And we have the all-in-black person kind of sneak into the house. So Martha, through her shower, she decides to take a little bath. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vicky and Lana, they decide to. Vic, Lana's feeling a little better, and they decide to play a little game. So they're they're kind of distracted. Uh, this figure walking all throughout the house and everything, and this is when we see Martha in a bathtub, the exact same way that Nancy was in Nightmare of Elm Street. Yeah, it's, know, it's it's the same. It's the same scene. It's the same. I mean, he he shot this exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. Like, yeah, like how her knees are up out of the water and he's like shooting yeah. between her legs. Yes. And then, uh, and then, then what happens next? What does the hooded figure do? So the hooded figure, or this should be like a wrestling. I mean, we had hooded figures. I mean, is this, is it, so the black scorpion, uh, is here in Deadly Blessings and okay. the black scorpion leaves a deadly snake. Yeah. To be into the bathtub. And, I was just thinking, okay, so, you know, if we're comparing the two scenes, we have Deadly Blessings with a snake, and we have Nightmare on the Street with Freddy's glove. Right. To be honest with you, that, that snake was freaking me out. Yeah. yeah I was exactly. like, Fuck. And then the, yeah, the yeah. snake shoots up out of the water, like, yeah. just like in between her legs, oh. where Freddy's glove was. Yeah. And, like, the craziest thing, like, she was in there, right? And the snake gets all the way in the bathtub, and she hits something, and she, she grabs the, the, the soap, and be like, yeah, don't let me fucking, uh, don't scare me like that again, soap, or else you're gonna get it. And the next thing you know, that snake <laughs> shit pops up out of the water. I'm like, fuck! And she like runs out there. She just fucking runs and screams and shit. And then she doesn't. She doesn't even miss a beat. 
she runs all the way to where Vicky and Lana was, grabs something from the fireplace, like one of those fireplace um, um, pokers, uh, yeah. pokers, goes right there yeah. and just fucking smashes and kills this fucking snake. I was like, damn, yep. she didn't even like fucking flinch. Must have been some of your Battlestar coming out of her. I guess so. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, Lieutenant Athena came out of her, yeah. and the snake was still there. It didn't even run away or anything. Yeah, and then like um, Vicky and like, what the fuck's going on? They look in there and they see a dead snake. I was like, fuck, that was crazy. So yeah, it's it's already two scenes you can kind of see that he reused in more iconic mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, so that it that is very interesting. When we were watching those two scenes, I thought that was very fun. So let's see. So Lana can't really take this. So she's like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. And Vicky mm-hmm. was asking what this was the whole time. Like, you know, what the hell just happened? <laughs> right. So now it's at night. It's still at nighttime. And we're with the, the Hittabites. The, the Hittabites now. Um, so John is out there. And this is when Melissa comes up to him and was like, hey, you know, we, we need you inside of here. You're like the, the, you're like the eld- you're like one of the, the elder son. He's like, oh, I'll be in there a second. So they have a big meeting. Okay. Um, so, like, Isaac is giving out this big speech. So he's basically giving this speech because, you know, of William dying. Mm-hmm. And apparently he wants one of the little kids who was, like, at the barn who, who, who basically goaded Will into going to the incubus barn lair. He wanted to confront them. Okay, so he calls this this little kid. All right, um, and he's he tells him to step forward, and saying like you know, saying some of the crimes that the guy was doing, like you know, you led Will to this barn. This is a, a this is an incubus barn. Um, this is a sin that you 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 did. So we must like beat the 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 basically the sin out of you and stuff. So he gets this kid and he starts whacking him with the stick over and over again. Everybody's looking at him like he's crazy. So we're kind of establishing that, you know, maybe this Isaac guy, you know, he's like crazy, you know, he's like a, like a cult leader, basically. Like he has like this fantasy about this incubus and he starts beating these kids up. Well, I mean, yeah, he is crazy, but he could also be the murderer possibly. Yes. So there are all these angles going on over here. So Vicky and Martha, this is the next morning. After uh, Isaac's done whipping this kid for his crimes of lowering Will to the incubus lair, Vicky yeah. and Martha, they're down they're downtown getting some gas. Okay, uh, uh, Martha has to take care of some business, and Vicky's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go look around town. I ain't afraid of no hiccabites." And then she says, "Okay, just don't forget to give Lana she loves chocolate." Okay, right. And by downtown, there's like a gas station and a store. Yeah. And a movie theater. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty much downtown. That's downtown, brother. Downtown that, Waxahachie. Yes. They, that probably was downtown Waxahachie in 1981, <laughs> to be honest with you. I can see it. So now, so, so now John and his wife cousin, Melissa, they're shopping for dresses. All right? And this guy looks so yes. bored. He's like, oh, fuck. I don't want to do this. He look, looks over and he sees Vicky. He's like, oh, there's a hot piece of ass. Fuck. He's like... Hey, why don't you finish like getting these? This is like a porno scene right here. He's like, hey, why don't you like fucking uh, finish these dresses? I'm gonna go over here and grab your flower. And then he goes over to Vicky, 
And then he goes over to Vicky, starts talking to her and stuff, saying like, you know, like, hey, I apologize for my dad and stuff. He's he's just like a you know a crazy man. And then she's like, um, you know, <laughs> this part was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry about the uh, Melissa and stuff. He's like, oh well, it's okay. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure your dad just thinks I'm a Jezebel. And John's like, you know about Jezebel? You know Jezebel? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, no, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. No, no, you're a good man. Like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? There's that new Godzilla one playing down there. He's like, ah, oh, I don't know. And then Melissa catches them talking, and she freaks out. She's like, runs mm-hmm. away. Then John goes and chases her, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I'll see you later. He goes, traces Melissa, and this is a weird scene. All right? It is. So, like, Melissa, she's, like, running outside crying and shit, and then John, like, catches her and stuff. And she's all like, I saw you talking to that girl over there. I know she's prettier than me. And and John's like, no, 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 that's not it and everything, you know. It's just like, everything's just kind of hard right now and tough right now. Um, it's just like, you know, I, I, I like you and everything. Everything is great. It just, it just, it's just really hard waiting. It's just all like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, you know, you're waiting for it. And then this guy fucking kisses this girl so awkward. Like, he was like shaking while he was fucking kissing her and shit, like. Like he's like he, this guy wanted to do some bad stuff, all right. He did. He for sure did. And like, bro, this this, this is like the most, <laughs> most awkward scenes I've seen. Like this is some fucking last house and left shit right here with him like trucking, trying to like kiss her and you know like he was trying to get all he was trying to fucking trying to fuck her right in the grass. I was like okay, yeah. So she gets up when she goes away, and then he's like fuck, I fucked up. Um. So this is when we see we got we got cut the scene and we have Martha and we have Lana. They're now practicing shooting guns. So apparently Martha lied to the gas station gun rep, saying that she was an expert of shooting when she really wasn't. When she was not, and she was definitely yes. not an expert. Yes. And then, um, uh, let's see. So this is when actually it was Vicky. Lana's out there doing her thing. So Vicky is the one who who is with her and she tries to shoot the gun. She's like, how hard it could be. She shoots it and she falls down her ass. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Martha shoots and she's an expert because she shoots the whole pink bu- bucket. Right. So because she yeah, because she can shoot apparently. Yes. So this is when we see Melissa, she's back at her farmhouse and she passes Isaac and Isaac, hey, what's going on here? And then John, sh- and then she's like, "Who did this to you?" And of course, John shows up. He's like, "He's like, what did you do?" He's like, "That I can explain." No, get in the barn right now. Obey, obey. Get in the barn. I was like, "Fuck, okay." So they go in the barn. He's like, he starts saying like, you know. So he's like, "You need to kneel down because you're about to get the fear of God in you." He's like, Dad, I just want to talk. I just like, no, kneel down, kneel down. And then he just wipes his, you know, the kid's trying to talk to his dad. He can't. And the dad just tells him to kneel down, obey, you know, listen to me. And he starts whacking him. He starts whacking him a little bit. And then eventually John stops him from whacking him and pushes him over. All right. And then he, mm-hmm. and then the guy's like, I was like, what the hell? You know, because he, he basically defied his dad. And that's a no no, yeah. especially around this town. Um, and then he like gets out of there, like he, he puts his dad off and stuff. He's like, no more, no more. 
And then John leaves, and, and then this is when Isaac goes crazy. The fucking devil has you now. Alright? He's like, go back to your whore, and you'll burn in hell just like your brother. Like, this guy was fucking saying some shit. I was like, damn. Yeah, because isn't he, he's actually mad because, upset because he's been seeing Vicky. Yeah, well, right. no, he, yeah, he's upset that he is, is uh, obviously like having like different thoughts than than their crew does. Well, right. So right. you know, he remember at the beginning of the movie he liked John's tractor. And, you know, maybe he, 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 Isaac caught him talking to the blonde girl. He made his yeah, he made he his was... cousin wife upset. So he just disobeying. <laughs> Isaac doesn't he like. He would rather. Uh, yes. He would rather find somebody else to fuck other than his cousin. Yes. But he likes his cousin, but you know, just not that much. But um, mm. but uh, you know, the but Isaac, his main character is like you know, he likes the control. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. And, and if if you disobey him, there is no pleading or pleading your case. No, you just get whipped. All right. He don't he don't play around that way. Um. So this is when he basically what he did also now too is he banished banished John from, from the group. He says, get the fuck out of here, basically. Just like he did Jim. So he banished him <laughs> to their son away. Yeah, probably the best thing that ever happened to him. Well, well not ultimately, yes. but it could have been. Maybe for a couple minutes, yes. <laughs> so so Vicky wants to go out and enjoy the night. So apparently there is one movie theater here, like you were saying. There is. <laughs> <laughs> the the in-town part of Waxahachie is the one movie theater. <laughs> So she wants yeah, to join that, right, and she exactly. yeah she leaves, and then we have a knock at the door. It's Luis, and Luis shows up, and then this is awkward too. So Luis shows up, um, saying like, um, "Hey, here you go, Martha. You, you left your hat in my car." And they start talking a little bit, and then she found out that Faith was over there, and she's like, "Oh, I was wondering where all my eggs were." And Martha's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to like get, get in trouble and shit. She just left it over here, and she." Go gets the basket, and this is when um, Luis is talking to Lana a little bit over there too. Um, you know about like like how all men are hopeless and stuff, and and like how like like Luis, uh, Lu- um, she was like so happy to have like a daughter and everything, and like how how all men suck basically. And then yeah, doesn't cr- she say something like, "If I had a son, I would have like drowned him in a river or something yeah. like that"? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm like, "Holy shit, that got dark." Yes. And then start making, and then she starts making fun of Faith and saying how stupid she is. <laughs> uh huh. And then she gets her basket and shit like that on there. And then, and then, like before, like Louise, before she leaves, she's all like, "Hey, watch those hiccabites. All right, all right." Watch them. You want to be careful. Your gym was different, but you got to watch them. As she goes back, yeah. she got leaves. So John Smith gets a hitchhike ride to the movie theater. Because what happens when your dad whips you and you defile? You go running to that blonde piss. That's what you do. Yep. yep. So he's sitting around there. He's like, oh, fuck. I've never been to this fucking... I don't know what's going on. He didn't know what's going on. He kept seeing people at the movie theaters on and on. And apparently... Oh, uh... And uh, do you know what was playing, everybody? Check out this blockbuster, <clears throat> if I may. We have Summer of Fear was playing at the Waxahachie Movie Theater in 1981. So, nice. I believe I haven't seen that one, um, but maybe we'll have to catch it one of these days. Yeah, perhaps. 
So this is when John, you know, he he finally runs into Vicky, and she was saying like, you know, how how did you get here and stuff? Like, he's like, oh, I hitchhiked all the way over here. Um, he says like, yeah, I just having a little bit of trouble with my my dad and stuff. She's like, okay, well, we could talk about it, and I'll drive you back. So this is a weird scene coming up here. So Lana, she's like sleeping again, and she has a dream. So I don't know about you, okay? But like when those hands were coming up near her face, I thought that she was Candyman for a second. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, okay, I see that. It kind of is like that. This yeah. this scene is this is the scene from the poster, from the movie poster, yes. where where the hands are coming down around Lana's face. Yes, which is weird because she's not the main character. Uh, Martha is exactly, but a lot of this revolves around Lana for some reason. Exactly, and the payoff is kind of weird with it too. So, like, yeah. this part was a, a little, like, interesting. So, this, uh, this, we all saw is his hands. We didn't see the rest of the body. So, we just assume this is the incubus saying, like, right, Mar- Lana, Lana, open your mouth. No, wider. Wider. No, bitch. I said wider. Open the fucking <laughs> mouth. I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> And then, like, she's, like, opening her mouth, like, super... Like, she's, like, doing everything this guy, this incubus is saying. I was like, this is getting dirty really quick. And then a fucking mm. just spider jumps in her throat. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Right. Then she wakes so, if up this coughing. is the incubus, this this would be correct. Because an incubus is a male demon. Okay. But but going into this, like, they they keep calling Martha an incubus... Well, maybe the, maybe they think wrong. the maybe they think the male incubus is like put the devil in Martha, you know, put the spirit maybe. in her or something. Maybe, but I mean, it does kind of make sense by the time we get to the end of the movie. But everything the Hittites are saying about her doesn't make any sense from the beginning. But yes. we'll we'll get there. So like during a, so she wakes up a screaming stuff. Martha comes in there. Uh, Lana tells her what happened, and then she's all like. Oh, you're being scared now, Martha? She's like, no, no, it's not scary. There's just a draft in here. <laughs> and then it's like all the windows are open and stuff. So, you know, I guess Martha is trying to play like some sort of like, like tough character, but she's like cracking a little bit. You know, she's getting a little scared too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, she doesn't really want to listen to like Lana's like demon talk. She's kind of like blowing it off a little bit. Here comes my favorite scene in the whole movie. <clears throat> Nice. So we have Vicky, we have John. They're riding around in the Mustang. And John, he can't drive at all, so he's just swerving all around the fucking road. Okay? Fucking swerving, having some fun. All right? He's like, oh, this is way better than a horse. All right? <laughs> no kidding. And then he almost crashes the car, right? He stops it. And they start looking at each other. He's all like, he's like, okay, you know, I stopped it and stuff. Like, He's like, how do we get this thing in reverse? And she's all like, we don't need to do that right now. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess we don't need to do that. Okay. And she's all, and then they start like looking at each other. And then, uh, you know, so they start flirting and everything. So, like, they're like flirting with each other and everything. They're just kind of like looking at each other. And then he's like, she's like, no, we can keep it right here. He's like, okay. And John was like, okay, is this when I'm supposed to be quiet? He's like, she's like, yes. And then they just go in and they start kissing. All right. And right when they start kissing, mm-hmm. Melissa wakes up. She's like, John. And she gets up and she grabs a knife. 
All right, I was like, okay, this is weird. So uh, uh, John and Vicky, they're like kissing up in the car. And we can kind of see in the background, like Melissa kind of like walking because she just grabbed a knife and just ran out the fucking house. I guess she just knows telepathically somehow uh, where they're at. Right. All right. So Vicky stops. She's like, I think I hear something. And of course, our boy John's like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a fucking deer. Let's get back to it. Right. She's like, no, I think it's like, okay, if you're worried about it, like, don't worry, I'll go scare it off. So she get, he gets out of the car. He looks around for a little bit, gets back in the car. All right. And our boy John gets back in the car. Fucking starts kissing her again. Goes straight for the tit. Yep. All right. She goes straight for the cock. And mm-hmm. right and right about as our boy over here is about to get the 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 blonde bombshell of his life. What happens? Fucking gets stabbed in the back by the hooded figure. Damn it. Yep. Cock blocked. Another screen like scene. Bro, this guy, he was so excited to get in this blonde puss. He was like, I'm, he's like, I'm ready. All right. So, but yes, yes, green light scene that got him from the back of this stuff, right? He was getting some action. So Vicky starts screaming everything. And then the, uh, the hooded figure, uh, pours gasoline on the car and she runs away the hooded figure. And then they try to light a match. And then Vicky tries to get out of there. You know, she tries to drive the car away, but she gets stuck in mud and then they light the match. And then eventually the, the fire gets onto the back of the car and then it blows up. So there goes there goes our there goes John and there goes Vicky, all blown up and one mm-hmm. stabbed. And there goes that fucking red Mustang. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mustang. Oh man. That was a nice car. Um, so now we have Lana. She is back up. Alright. And Lana was just like saying, like, okay, don't worry about this. Vic, Vic, Vicky, she'll be home soon. She always comes back. She always stays out late and stuff. So this is when she uh, she asked for Martha asked for some milk and a sandwich. All right. So Lana opens up the milk and it's blood. I was like, blood in the fucking milk. Yes. <laughs> I was like, who who would even have the time to do that? Okay, I know you have some stalker incubus coming out here, but here yeah. we go. So. Yeah, so I was thinking about this too. So, like at this point, there is no. It's it. Ju- you just think there's a murderer, right? There's no. Well, I mean, other than Lana's dreams, yeah. there's no like. Um, not there's no supernatural element. Yeah. So we think at this point somebody just filled the milk thing full of uh, full of blood. Well, kind of. So the thing is, okay. So what's happening is every every other character you know, is getting attacked by a hooded figure. All right. But Lana is the only one who's having like spiritual dreams, like, sp- like right. you know, spiritual stuff, like, or like, you know, um, that kind of stuff, like supernatural stuff happened to her. She's like the only one she's telling everybody this, but they're not really believing her, you know? So the blood yeah, could either right. be whoever the killer is, is, or it could be the incubus demon, Putting blood in milk. Maybe, maybe the incubus demon is not a big fan of milk. Could I be wrong? Okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So now Lana, she's like upset and crying. She's like, "I knew it. There's some spirits and devil shit in here." And like Martha's like, "No, no, no. That's not it. It's not your spiritual crap that you've been dreaming about this whole time. It's just a joke." <laughs> All right. And then she's like, um, 
And she's like, no, 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 I saw them. I, I saw the, uh, the, 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 the figure in my dream. I seen it around and stuff. And eventually Martha goes up there and she, uh, you know, she's telling Lana to calm down. She's going to go up there and check all the windows to make sure they're all, you know, whoever's in here uh, can't, can't, you know, get in here. And Lana's like, the demon's already in here. Ooh, okay. And then, of course, Martha says, sit down. All right, and now I'm going to do all this stuff. And then she says, she tells her to go sit down and, and get out of here. And then Martha, she opens up a door. All right, and then in that door, we see a scarecrow that scares her. Woo, finally. So there's our scarecrow for our whole scarecrows and cornfields part of this. So it was, it was a, I guess it was supposed to be a scarecrow that was supposed to remind her of Jim, I'm guessing. I guess. Or maybe it's just supposed to be scary. Well, she has like a flower on there, and she says like Jim. So, no, oh, true. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess, uh, because the scarecrow had like the specialty flower that it was part of the the flowers that they, she got for her anniversary, or part of the flowers that she put onto Jim's grave. And now she goes, she goes to Jim's grave. Okay, and of course, Jim grave, Jim's grave is dug up. All right. And she finds some screws near the grave. And then she looks in the grave and a bunch of chickens pop out. Yes. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they filled the the coffin full of chickens. Yeah. Well, duh. Which stayed alive long enough for this to happen. Well, now she's thinking, okay, who has chickens around? That's a fucking bitch faith. She had a bunch of chickens. <laughs> she must be fucking. She must be doing something to me over here. So now Martha goes to to Faith's house. All right. So now she breaks into Faith's house or Faith and you know Luisa's house. She's looking around at all Faith's pictures, and she sees a picture of herself and Jim, like a, a real Polaroid picture. Then she sees this painting of like herself and a darkened figure, and she's like kind of really confused about what the hell's going on over here. Um, and then now Melissa's crazy ass shows up saying a bunch of spiritual Bible shit that I don't understand. All right. And then, uh, she like, kind of like, she's about to like, so Mar Martha kind of leaves the room cause she hears somebody coming. And then, um, Melissa was about to walk up and I guess confront faith for some reason. Um, but then like Luis comes right behind, uh, Melissa and starts choking her and almost stabs her and shit. And then I guess like Martha sees all that and she's like, what the fuck? You know, you're like, what the hell's going on over here? So I guess like Martha's trying to put it in, into her head like, oh shit, I think that this is like a mother daughter combo killer squad over here. And there's right, the one that's been right. like killing everything. So she tries to run and then Faith attacks Martha. They start having a little brawl. And then somehow Martha like unzips Faith's shirt and we find out. That Faith was originally a man. Yes. So, swerve, brother. <laughs> right. So this is this is a swerve for sure. So yes. like we didn't even like. I mean, I guess this is sort of hinted at where like uh, uh, her mom's talk about how she hates men and she would drown like a a, a son if she had one. But yeah. it turns out instead of doing that, she just converted her son into Lisa Hartman. Yes. But I. Yeah, you never done this that. This is you just weird. 
<laughs> this is just weird. Like I, I just I want to know like if I ever could meet Wes Craven. Well, he's dead now. But if I could have met Wes Craven and had seen this movie, I would have wanted to know what in what part of this writing process did this did this swerve happen? Yeah, imagine. Like, it, did they know yeah. about this from the beginning? It doesn't seem like it for when you watch the early part of the movie. But there's this like weird, like it. I don't know this. I just think this whole scene is really weird. This really, really weird. Yes, it kind of it just came out of like nowhere, and like I don't know if yeah. it fit the plot or not. Like it was just like it was something that was hinted, like you were saying, to the mom saying that like, she didn't like men and shit. But then, yeah. like next thing you know, like okay, she didn't like men so much, so she made her son or a uh, daughter basically forced her to be a uh, a woman. Kind of like you know the, yeah. the same plot that was on camp's uh, uh, sleepaway camp, the first one. Except reversed. Except reversed, yeah. Um. So no, it was the same. Uh, sleep, sleepaway oh right, camp. yeah, right, yeah. right. It is, it is, it yeah. is the same. Yes. So but, it's the same, almost pretty much, almost, almost the same concept. Um, it just like it just came out of, like nowhere. It's just like oh okay, uh, oh, and I guess it was supposed to be like. You know, you know, nowadays something like that wouldn't be as shocking, you know, because of you know how much we pro- progressed over time. But I just assumed that he did this scene to kind of like shock people, like, "Oh my God, it's really a man under there, and he's a woman." You know, like, you know, this is yeah. this is we are talking about like the very early '80s going on over mm-hmm. here, you know. So that's that's the only reason I could think why they put that in the script, just to shock everybody with like the shocking reveal of this was a man the whole time. But you know, obviously, you know, the the biggest I guess the thing was that um I guess Louise she targeted people to kill who yeah. that she thought that knew Faye's secret. So that's why yeah, she, yeah that's we basically that's what she was saying. She was like, hey, you know, I like that Martha girl. She was nice and everything. But guess what? She knows your secret now. She knows. But how that did you- she know? How did Martha know? She just found out with the, seeing her. Oh, I mean, no, that, that wasn't. The, I mean, I was thinking like with Vicky. How did Vicky know? Well, they, she it didn't. Like, it was just like, I guess that's in her sick brain. She just thought everybody knew the secret. Like, I'm not sure. Like, just start killing people. All right. So, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, some of the things, you know, when Martha gets away, cause after she beats, beats Faith's ass, she like runs away after she sees that shocking secret. And this is when Lucy, mm. she's like talking about to her, to Faith saying like, Hey, you know, Martha just saw your secret now and I liked her and everything. I know you really liked her. I know you, I know you wanted to be with her, but guess what? You can't be with her because she has, she has that, that thing in her now. And she has that thing in her, like Jim's, basically the, the, the kid, Jim's kid in her. She will never be with you. And she knows your secret yeah. now, so we know what we have to do. She knows that you're, she knows that you're both. She knows that you're both, like, like, like him and her. She knows that you're both. She has both things going on. You're like a double. Uh, right, okay. So that's why, that's why now they, they have now teamed up now to kill Martha now. Now, the original, I guess the original plan or Faith's plan was to... Oh, actually, okay. He, he, check this one out, guys. I think I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out, everybody. Live on the air. So Faith wanted to be with Martha. Like, be, you know, be with her. You know, okay. more than Is just Is that friends. why she's really awkward when they she brings her like a million eggs yes. at the beginning of the movie? 
But she doesn't so. want okay. she doesn't want her she feels like her friends are getting in the way, so she's killing the friends to be with her. Because okay. if she can't have her, nobody can. That's that's pretty much what I'm getting out of that. So. Sure, I mean that's that works, but I mean it. You would think that he would be he would find ways to make make that more obvious because I really didn't get that up until the end of the movie that that Faith like wanted to be with Martha. Yeah, well, maybe she had that painting. So I'm guessing that painting in her oh, house true. was okay. was Martha in a wedding dress, and in her she was like the hooded black figure or something. Okay, all right, good point, good point. So. Um, so, so now Martha, she goes inside, all right, and she, she grabs, she gets Lana and she gets the gun, all right, and then Lana just thinks everything's the devil right now, all right, she's like, oh, the devil's coming in here and stuff to get us and stuff, she's like, no, like, get upstairs, we gotta get away from her, and eventually, like, you know, Lana's freaking out so much that, like, fucking Martha just backhands her and, like, knocks her out. (laughs) Yeah, Lana basically thinks that like death is like coming after her. Yes, kinda. exactly. Um, so now there's like, a shotgun at the door. So like you know, um, Martha she, she's trying to call a bit of nine one one. It doesn't work at all. And there's a couple of shots back and forth. And eventually, uh, Faith attacks from the window, but she gets shot like super easy. Like she jumps through the window, and then Martha just shoots her ass in the fucking window. That was a pretty crazy yeah. scene. Uh, Louise shows up with a shotgun and she starts like, uh, like doing a couple rounds on her. And then, and then I don't know where this came from, but fucking (laughs) Martha and Louise have like a brawl. Like this is like a fucking wrestling brawl. They're like fighting over everything. Like it lasted for a pretty good minute too. They're like falling down on shit, like beating each other's asses. It feels like one of those like backstage brawls and shit going on. It was great. I actually loved their brawl. I thought it was really good. And, um, so she eventually, um, uh, they're fighting all over and stuff. And then eventually Lana like shoots, shoots, she gets the upper hand. She shoots Louise and then Louise is like dead with her eyes open. It was kind of weird. So now Margaret goes down, Martha goes downstairs. She sees some blood down there and she's like kind of looking around and then faith attacks again. (laughs) All right. And then this was fucking crazy. Yes. And then out of nowhere, Melissa shows up and just stabs her in the fucking back. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed uh, to be funny, but I don't know how you can not laugh at this. So, like, so we have a climax, right? Yes. So Louise is Louise is dead. Yeah, uh, she's the villain. And then all of a sudden, it's like uh, you have like you know the the jump scare where uh, Faith is back and she stabs her, and then Melissa shows up out of nowhere. Yes, and then kills Faith. Yes, but that's not even the end of it. No. So Isaac <laughs> shows not up. even over at this point. Yeah, so Isaac, Isaac shows, up, yes. shows up out of nowhere. Yes. And, he's, and he shows up. It's like, I have a, we have a message from the incubus. The incubus <laughs> is dead. I'm saying, okay. So I guess like. <laughs> he came all the way out here to tell us that. So, that the incubus has been killed. <laughs> <laughs> so like was he like oh my bad Martha I thought you were the incubus the whole time but I guess it was that fucking faith girl or something I guess so but, so I was like oh well I'm not gonna admit I'm sorry even though I <laughs> two sons died by it but you know you're good uh, now don't worry about it although 
there's like there's like eight dead people because yeah. I made the mistake, but uh, oh well. Yeah. Uh, but this is not even the end of the movie. No, no. So it's <laughs> there's okay. still more. So so it's the next this morning. This is swerve number two. Yes. Okay. So this is the next morning, and this is a weird. So Lana, she just leaves. Right. Okay. The the only girl who had like some spiritual <laughs> spider shit show up with her. Who saw right. the incubus is like okay, well, you know, in my contract, I didn't like said I could die, so I'm just gonna leave back to L.A. and everything's fine. Okay, right. Yeah. Man, then Martha's <laughs> gonna stay. She's like, oh, you know, I planted some seeds here and shit. I'm gonna stay at this house. Yeah, okay. everything's fine. Yeah. I had I only had about what three dead bodies at the house. That's not too bad. It's not like it's four. No problem. So no problem. Yeah. You know, I got this crazy guy. You know, he doesn't think I'm the incubus anymore, so I'm good. And I was just like, okay, and this house is big too. And she was going to live there all alone in this big-ass house mm-hmm. on a farm. I was like, okay, you know. Sure. I guess you could find some guy at the local Wakatahatchee bar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, she goes back inside. Martha does. And the house just, like, turns dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And <laughs> Jim's ghost appears. <laughs> So we don't have so, any ghosts yes. until right now, but his ghost right. appears. Right, so we have nothing supernatural, no ghosts until <laughs> well, this we, very we, moment. We, okay, we have super, supernatural stuff. It just doesn't happen well, okay. to Martha. It just happened a lot right. of the whole that's, time. That's true, that's true. Yes. So then Jim's ghost shows up for some yes. reason, even though we don't see him through the entire movie before this. And why does he it, look like a zombie? No. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand any of this. I don't understand why this the movie didn't just end at this point. So why is this even because happen- we need a shocker. That's why we got to see. But it's not over yet. It's not, it's not over okay, yet. There's so, still another yeah. twist. So Jim says, he shows up. He says, Martha, beware the incubus. Beware the incubus. Yes. And then you know what the fuck happens? The incubus comes out the of the floor. Shows and up. it shows up and takes Martha out of the fucking floor and buries her back to hell. So does Martha. Why? I have no idea why. Like, <laughs> why was the incubus targeting Lana and then got Martha? Right. Well, Lana left, I guess. But <laughs> so that's all you had to do to escape the incubus? <laughs> you just leave the fucking house? Uh, well, oh. I mean, when you think about so it, they, like, what, remember does the, the incubus not go that, to? You know, you all should just leave. Maybe that would that would have that would have solved this whole problem. So what you're telling me is the incubus cannot. Uh, he only stays in Waxahachie. He can't go to L.A. Right, apparently is that too far of a drive or something for him he's yeah, just he's, like oh fuck man like i'm not gonna go out to that fucking street corner and shit with those the, airplanes uh, <laughs> he's the the, the hatchy incubus yes so she gets dragged to hell for some reason <laughs> i guess the beat it's so weird and then and then next thing you know then the house turns to normal and we it's all daylight again and then we have this fucking figure yeah. saying you know <laughs> It's like the incubus will show up and it will go from the, the the floor and grab her down to hell and shit. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like I, like this this part was good, but I just didn't really get like the whole like the whole. I don't deal. understand why. Yeah, I don't understand why any of this happened. Like it it was just. Yeah, it was like. So why didn't Jim's ghost show up earlier in the movie to warn them about the incubus? Well, there's too much action going on. Well, right. he, okay. he didn't want to interfere. He was too busy playing with his John Deere ghost tractor. <laughs> so, you know, it's we do, we so do see the spider. Like, I guess the spider was like the, uh, the, the living form of the incubus or something. Of the incubus? I guess so, yeah. And then we have like, you know, talking about the beast coming from the bottomless pit and they will pull 
everyone down to the world, to the bottomless earth and shit. It's like, okay, and that ends our movie. Yeah, so Isaac was right in a way. He was yes. just wrong about... Well, I, no, he was right. Way. Yeah, he was right. I guess... He just thought that Martha was the incubus. Well, I mean, she got dragged by the incubus. Does that count? Well, that's that's. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like the incubus like marks shit. And then what was the secret supposed to be in this fucking... Was the secret supposed to be like face being a man? Is that the dark secret that they had? Or is the dark secret that they have the incubus terrorizing women that don't come from the Hicobites? Because see, what I thought was going to happen was that there is an incubus, but it was either Isaac or Isaac was controlling it. Yes. But that didn't happen. Like Isaac actually was kind of trying to protect his people from the incubus, but... I none of it none of this makes any sense. Like I don't understand why why any of this happened. Like cuz like he's definitely against her and and he she caused the incubus or whatever. But I don't know. I'm just it's just confused. The only thing I could think of is maybe she was marked by the incubus and then somehow maybe. when when people are marked by the incubus, Isaac can tell because he's super religious. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he has super religious powers that we don't see in the movie. Right, that we don't uh, we don't know about. Yes, but everybody, that has been deadly blessings. Overall, you know, there's some plot, weird plot stuff that happened in the movie, but overall, I thought the movie was actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Actually, I thought it was it was a lot better than I thought it was. Going exactly, to be. me too. Um, I thought it was a lot better. But yeah, too. I I thought I had seen this movie, and I think I mentioned on the show that I'd seen it years ago. But there is no way in hell that if I had ever seen this movie, I would have ever forgot it. Oh yeah. So no. I have I had not seen this movie. Yeah. I remember buying it as on a bootleg at a convention like 20 years ago, but obviously I never watched it because there's no way in hell I would have ever forgotten this. Yeah, no. How can you how can you forget <laughs> such memorable characters as Isaac, has our boy John Smith, Vicky, Lana, Martha, Luis, and of course Faith No More. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was a good one. So uh but yeah, definitely a fun movie. Um I thought it was shot really well. Obviously, you could see a lot of mm. Wes Craven's earlier work in here. That yeah. some stuff that would influence some of his bigger hits, is some of yeah. his more commercial success later on. So, very actually, very fun movie, especially if you're doing like a whole Wes Craven collection. This is definitely a pretty. It's I think it's pretty fun. It's definitely it's definitely mm. a it's definitely a fun movie with twists that you didn't really expect. So I I enjoyed that part of the film. A lot. Yeah, I, I don't know how you could, ex- could ever expect the twists that are in this. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this movie is interesting too because it was released on VHS in the 80s, but it was never released on home video again until 2013. Oh, there you go. So you can only watch it on bootlegs. Hey, sometimes you see I bootleg that shit. So. Oh, yeah. Love bootlegs. But everybody, that has been the Retro Bloods review of Deadly Blessings. Ending our month of cornfields and and scarecrows and others, I guess. Others. (laughs) So that has finished it up, November. But join us here next week. Boy, it's that time of year. We're ready. Boy, this that time of year. So anybody who's been following the show for a year knows that Christmas time and Christmas horror movies are... One of my favorite things of all time. 
I love Christmas horror movies. And I'm so excited that next month we're going to be talking more about the Christmas horror, horror movies. Now, last year, we did a Christmas horror month. Um, and we, this is when we were like, we, you know, really early in on the shows because we, you know, we only started Retro Blood of October of last yeah. year. So we did uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2 last year. Everybody yeah. check those out in the archives. Very fun reviews. Uh, at the time, I guess, you know, we were still kind of new. I was just doing a little bit of research. We didn't do Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 because I thought, for some right. reason in my brain, I thought that came out in the 90s. But no, 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 no. It came out like two months before the '90s because it came around. It came out in November of 1989. So, mm-hmm. join us here next week as we start off Christmas Horror Month here at the Retro Blood because we're gonna be talking all about Silent Night, Deadly Night Three. I can only hope it's as good as two. Have you have you not seen? You never seen this movie before, right? No, I've never oh. seen it. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> right, everybody out there, you guys are in for a treat, all right? Because this one is as wacky as all the other ones. I can't wait to talk about it. We got Ricky back. We got them all back, brother. And nice. um, next, and then we'll also be telling our our schedule for Christmas Horror Month too, with the very special Lights Out episode that's going to be dropping right on Christmas for everybody too. So join us here next week for the Retro Blood as we start off Christmas month. I can't wait. Get your eggnog, uh, get, get your nodding list, get your nice list, mm. get you some nice headphones and some nice shit for Christmas so you can listen up to the Retro Bloods reviews because, boy, we got we got an all-star list that's happening this Christmas. I cannot wait. So, But, Allison, uh, do you have any more final thoughts on Deadly Blessings or are you ready to get the hell on out of here? I'm ready to get the hell on out of Waxahachie, Texas. But um, I feel yes. like uh, we've said about everything we could say about this crazy-ass movie. Pretty uh, much. You guys should watch it, though. It, it, I mean, it's amazing. Like, it's really... I mean, now that we've told you how it ends, if you haven't seen it, like, all none of this will be a surprise. But it's it's astounding. Like, everything that they packed into the last, like, five minutes of this movie or ten minutes. Exactly. So, what do you think we leave the audience with? You gotta play this for Ozzy. Yeah. Uh... You want to uh, got to play some, for some, off something something off Blizzard of Oz, right? Uh, all right. Do you want to end with uh, with with a hit, or you want to end with something like a B side? Eh, whatever one you think's best. Uh, you know, it fits the movie. Let's uh, let's end with Mr. Crowley. Ooh, Mr. Crowley, brother. Yeah, one Mr. Of my favorite Crowley. Aussies. Mr. Crowley over here rocking out right now, and he's thinking about man. If I could find all those damn incubus, I'll take them out too. Exactly. All right, everybody. We will see you here next week here on the Retro Blood, starting off our Christmas Horror Month. James Klein, Jay Allison. We'll see you guys later. See ya. <laughs>